This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, it is podcast time. Uh, Jerry Recco is on vacation today. He'll be back tomorrow. I did the warm-up show with CeeLo. I do the post-game podcast with Eddie Scazzeri. Hello, podcast people. And I have a perfect topic for you, Eddie, because this is something that happened to me uh, yesterday, and then I posted on social media to get people's reaction, and I got a wide variety of action. Okay. And uh, from people. So I wanted to see where you stand on this. You're a man who has uh, many dogs. You've had dogs your entire life. You sometimes take your dog for a walk. Yes, I do. Or multiple dogs for a walk. Even though you have a yard, it's still important for dogs to get out and walk, to be on a leash. Yes, correct. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, a dog in a backyard all day long is not getting the same thing mentally as a dog going for a walk. Yeah, they need a little variety, a little interest. Yeah, a little stimulation. So, uh, my girl Whimsy here, the Greyhound, who uh, just came off the track in March. I got her in uh, mid-May. You know, she's adjusting to life. And um, when I first started taking her on walks, she would not pee. Like, it would be a struggle to get her to pee. And I Googled it and all and found out that these the, the, that the dogs, the greyhound dogs at the racetrack, they, when any time they were on a leash, they were considered working, so they, they didn't go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So little by little, she got over that, and she now pees a lot. She pees a little bit a lot of the time. But she's uh, developed this thing where she now pees on pavement only. Like, she, she rarely pees in the grass. Okay. She poops in the grass, but she pees like sometimes she'll go out on the street. Sometimes you'll be walking her on the sidewalk. She'll just stop and pee a couple drops, blah, blah, blah. So yesterday I'm walking and, uh, and she stops and, and starts peeing uh, on a, and it's on a sidewalk of a, of a, residential, uh, a residential street. She pees on the sidewalk. And a guy in the home up on the balcony goes, ah, oh, Christ. You let the dog pee right on the sidewalk, is what he said. I said, well, I go, what would you like me to do? He goes, have the dog pee in your own yard. I said, well, I don't have a yard. He goes, neither do I, so I don't have a dog. 
Hmm. I said, all right. Then he, then we stared each other down. He just was staring at me. I was staring at him. I go, what would you like me to do? Where do you stand on dogs urinating on sidewalks? Okay. Well, in my neighborhood, it's a little quieter. So we have the, we walk them in the street. Uh, and don't really go on the sidewalk because the allure for them, they like to pee on grass. Right. They will go in the street if they're desperate or whatever. They really have to go. But I don't want them to pee. If I walk on the sidewalk, they're going to want to go on the people's lawns that we're passing. Or even though it isn't technically the person's property, on that little strip in between the, the sidewalk and the street. Right. So we have a few areas in our uh, er- in our neighborhood where it's just like a field and nobody owns it or it's like the power line people, whatever. So we will usually try to have them hold out until they get to there. Uh, and that 99% of the time that works fine. So I don't have an issue with it. But in a situation like yours where you really can't walk into the street because they're, they're busy, obviously then, you know, would you rather them pee on your grass or on your sidewalk? Right. And it's not, you know, listen, It's a, is it a little unpleasant? Sure. But, you know, I, I think most people are reasonable about it. And as long as it's not constant, it's not a habit, and, you know, what you know, what are you going to do? You know, it's like you said, what, what do you want me to do about this? Yeah, this is a, a very big dog community, as most of the beach towns are down the Jersey Shore. So mm-hmm. there's tons of dogs walking around. Mm-hmm. There is geese crap everywhere yep. in this town. And I'm trying to think, because like Gina said to me, she goes, you know, if you were a homeowner and you didn't have a dog, you'd be complaining that dogs are peeing on your sidewalk. I said, probably. I yeah. probably would be. Do I bring like a bottle of water to um, wash it down? I was going to suggest that. Like if you have like a, you know, larger squirt bottle or whatever. Yeah. Just for, you know, just for appearances. You know, really what it's doing, you know, eventually it's going to rain, whatever. Right. But I think that is a, that's a nice gesture to show, hey, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. I'm making an effort. Yes. And, you know, and if possible, yeah, but if she's just squatting and dropping wherever, then what are you going to do? But, you know, if there's any little signal she gives, you can try to get her into the curb, into the street. Yeah, she doesn't give me the, she does not give me a pee uh, signal. She just stops. She just stops, and she's only doing a little at a time. So she's the good news is she's not leaving like a giant yes. urine puddle. Right. But she is just stopping and going sometimes she stops at the end of someone's driveway and pees in the street sometimes she goes to the edge of the curbs does it the right way right but of course she always like whenever she pees on the sidewalk it's legitimately always when someone's like on their porch yeah and always right always and no one's ever said anything to me and this guy he had a giant like a pretty good sized driveway and she did it at the end of the sidewalk towards the street Right, which is probably not his property anyway. It's probably exactly. the township's property. Well, I Googled that before because I, I do like when I'm arguing with people to have, I try to have some of my facts straight. Not all of them, some of them. So I uh, Googled who owns the sidewalks in New Jersey. And the the sidewalks, it's an interesting thing because the sidewalks are public property, but the homeowner must maintain them. Yep. That's one of those little weird things. It's a weird thing. Now, I thought at first it was just that you had to keep snow and ice off them. But like Gina said, she had to get her sidewalk repaired and the town charged her. Yep, that's right. 
but then I could go urinate on her sidewalk. Yes, you could. Well, probably not you. That'd be illegal. Yeah. Hmm. So I posted, uh, I'm in on the uh, Bradley Beach Facebook group. That's right. So I uh, posted on there because I really was more curious about the laws because I couldn't find I couldn't find laws or rules for curbing your dog with urine. It's all about feces. Yeah, it's poop, right? And picking up feces and feces this, feces that, scoop it up, all that stuff. I think you're allowed to let your dog urinate on the sidewalk. Although, like you said, not the greatest thing. Right. I have people yelling at me though on this um, Facebook that they're going to. People in this town walk barefoot on the sidewalks. Well, that's strange in and of itself as well. Don't wear, put flip flops on. Yeah, something. That's not a great idea. Right, not a great idea. Barefoot. Because you don't know what's going on out here. Right. I'm walking this dog at four o'clock in the morning. She could be urinating everywhere. Mm hmm. You wouldn't know it 20 minutes later because it's gone. Yeah, yeah. I think if you maybe carry a water bottle, just kind of make an effort, whatever. You know, but. Now I'm carrying a backpack. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole it's a whole it's process. It's a whole thing now. All right. But you're right. It would look more like I made an effort. Right. And and listen, you can just kind of do it, you know, only in those situations where you, you know, you think it's needed. Not right, where all I the see time. somebody. Yeah, well that really. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I was trying to argue with people uh on there oh that was the thing they go oh pedo and they always go the children walk on our side the children children are nuts too they'll walk on the grass between the curb and the sidewalk where every dog is peeing and pooping Mm -hmm. and no one has a problem with them pooping over there no right and that's Mm -hmm. worse yeah by the way i cured my dog's farting by giving her yogurt plain yogurt interesting it's worked you mix it in with the food no, she. It's like a dessert for her after her food. Oh, nice. She get, she looks for her scoops of plain Greek yogurt. <laughs> and you put it in a little bowl, or you let her eat it off the spoon. No, she will not eat any foods off of a spoon or from my hand. I have to put it in her bowl. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, nothing. She won't take anything. The only thing I've seen her I've seen her take from someone's hand. Gina Gina sometimes brings over that Italian meat. Yes. Uh, what the hell is it called? Progetto? Sapresetto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With that really thinly sliced Italian meat. Prosciutto? Prosciutto, that's it. Prosciutto. Sometimes she brings that over, and she'll give Whimsy a slice. She will take that right out of your hand. That's the only thing I've seen her take from a human hand. Well, that's, like, irresistible. <laughs> but even, like, when she's excited to get a, a treat. I go to hand it to her. She just looks at me like, put it on the floor. Yeah, my dogs, you know, you have to be careful when you're putting the, <laughs> you know, they'll take your fingers because they're so excited. Yeah, that all the dogs I've ever had growing up, they would take your hand off if uh, they yeah. thought, you know, they were so excited to get the the food of some sort. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've cured her. I've cured that, and I think I've cured her diarrhea as well. Well, that is, uh, you are making progress as a dog owner. Uh, these Facebook groups, they're very helpful. Yes, you can pick up a lot of uh, yeah. good tips from from people with, uh, you know, previous experience. Yes, and this one, people had always uh, suggested these dehydrated carrots for your dog. Like you, you hydrate them in the water and then you give them to your dog. But mm-hmm. this dog had no interest in them. So then someone said, oh, instead of using water to hydrate them, use uh, beef broth. I thought, ooh, good idea. That would work, yes. Still no interest. Hmm. 
Then some another person said, just throw them in the dehydrated ones, dry pellets, throw them in her food. You could do that, and they would probably, she'd just probably eat them up. She ate them up, and I think they're they're rehydrating with her sure her poop, and then more firmer stools. Yes. thank you. Yeah, tremendous. Thank you. See, I don't have my dogs will eat anything because they're labs. So yeah, you know, I don't like I can even give them medicine, a pill in my hand, and nine <laughs> times out of ten they'll just eat it because they figure, oh, hey, it's something to eat. Right. <laughs> so with labs, I don't have a problem. But some dogs are picky eaters. Yeah, this dog, even now, like I, uh, I, I've already changed up her food once because she was looking at me like, "We're really doing this again? Like this same food every day?" Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, yeah, I don't know what to do. You know, she 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 gets very finicky eating. Yeah, when I put down that those food bowls, it's like yeah. uh, it's comical the way I have to. I have them outside because they'll otherwise there's drool all over the kitchen floor. So I make them wait outside. And you would think like, you know, when I open the door, it's like they're running for a filet mignon in their bowl. And they haven't eaten in weeks. Correct. Yeah, dogs are funny. They're all different kinds. So you're right. Some dogs will eat animals, poop. Yep. But really, you're not going to eat dehydrated carrots. Yeah, the goose poop like you mentioned. Yeah. My dogs love to eat the goose poop. <laughs> uh, it's so gross. <laughs> they eat the fresh goose poop oh. or the one when it gets like dried out? Oh, either. Okay. The whole gamut. <laughs> you know, but again, they're labs. So almost anything on the ground, they're going to want to eat. Really? Yeah. I did not know that of labs. Yeah. The labs are, of uh, you know, notorious like uh, eat anything kind of dogs. <laughs> Like yeah, like some dogs won't eat like vegetable products right. or a piece of lettuce. If I drop a piece of lettuce on the floor, gone. <laughs> Does not matter. They don't care. No. What about your other uh, dog that's not a lab? You Raymond. Know? He will. Raymond. He's he will, like a mix, right? He, yes. He is a. Uh, oh, I, I, did I tell you we got his DNA back? Oh no, you didn't. Yes, he is a thirty-seven percent American Staffordshire Terrier. Uh then 12% lab, 12% chow, and then a bunch of other things. Did he have pit bull in him at all? Well, I I read about uh, American Staffordshire's, and it was, they're described as this is the breed that they turned into pit bulls. Oh. And so I asked my veterinary, veterinary of, uh, my friend who's a veterinarian, he said, yeah, the, the Staffordshire, those are pit bulls. <laughs> he said, <laughs> they just say that so people don't think they're, they're pit bulls. Right. I was like, oh, okay. Right, because Raymond's head, he does have some Yes, it's not as... Similarities. Oh, yeah, bull. no, he's got a pit head. It's not yeah. as big and, and eyes. wide. Yes, and his, uh, but then, but he's got that little, he's got the chow tail, which curls up, which is adorable. Um, but he is basically this breed, the American Staffordshire Terrier, which is basically a pit bull. And mm-hmm. that's the majority of his makeup. But right. he is uh, mixed with lab and chow and then other things. Hmm. I like that. I just did my own human DNA. It, it hasn't come back yet, but oh, I'm very 23 and me. Do, I did 23 and me. Yeah, I'm very mm-hmm. excited to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to do this. I don't, I, in some ways, I want to like do whimsy's dna to make sure i got a an actual full-on greyhound well i would think that if they're racing yeah that you 
it would be. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be good racers, I guess. Right. I know the the Whippet breed is very fast dog also. Yes. But Whippet. they're smaller. Yeah, people always ask me if she's a Whippet. But she is know. not. She is not. And I did, did I tell you one time uh, two, uh, like, uh, kids in, like, their early 20s pulled up in, a, uh, in like, a cool-looking car, and they slowed down, and they go, whoa, is that, is that a Puma? A Puma? <laughs> yes. Wow, were they high? <laughs> Potentially. Jesus. It's like... That's not even a dog species. <laughs> Is that a puma? Yes, I'm walking a puma around town. They had to be high. <laughs> Potentially. Around here, people were cruising the beach. Oh, yeah. 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 Very good chance. All right, Eddie, the uh, warm-up show is next. I did that with CeeLo. Yes, you did. I'm going to title this podcast, uh, Al and Eddie Discuss Dogs Urinating on Sidewalks. That that's an apt description. All right, and I notice people be like, "Ooh, I've got to get to that. I've I got to find time to listen to that dogs urinating on sidewalks podcast." Yes, because <laughs> the, these guys are all over it. <laughs> They've really got it covered. All right, Eddie, we will see you tomorrow. Yes, you will. So so. so. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. I think it's like a three-way tie. Uh, oh, hi, Al here. Jerry is uh, taking the day off. He'll be back tomorrow. CeeLo joins me. Hello, CeeLo. Good morning, Al. How are you? Where are you located at today, CeeLo? I like I'm, to get a visual where everybody is. I'm back at home. The power was restored uh, Friday by the time I got home oh. from work. So, uh Back to the normal, as normal it can be, as under these circumstances of working from home. So there are still people, I believe, that are still out of power. There are a handful. But I'm a sure there thousand. are somewhere, yes. My in-laws only just got theirs back within, I think, the last day or two. They were the last of our uh, sort of three-way circle here in the uh, Central Jersey area between our house, my parents' house, my in-laws. They were last, so... Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's still some people out there. It's frustrating. It's unfortunate. I feel for them, but hopefully it'll get uh, corrected in short order. Man, there is nothing like the feeling of getting power back when it's been gone. I don't care if it's been gone uh, 30 minutes or <laughs> three days. When you get that power back, it feels so powerful. I did a big celebration. I kind of got the early word, the inclination as I was driving home Friday that there might be a chance when I got there there'd be power because my wife and my kids were uh, out of the house. They were at my parents who had already gotten the power back. So I was like racing home, couldn't wait to get there and walk in, feel the air conditioning, kick in the refrigerator back on, all the lights, all that good stuff. So that was a nice way to start the weekend. I very much enjoyed getting back home Friday. Yeah, and I just rolled the dice with all the chicken I had in my freezer that thawed and then refroze. (laughs) I've eaten it. I'm still here. All good. I was not going to throw out 40 pieces of chicken. That was not happening. No. Now, I tried, just made myself a cup of coffee this morning and used uh, some of the uh, peppermint mocha crema that, creamer that we had, which we put in the the coolers with the ice last week, which I thought I packed quite well and that there was plenty of ice and everything was kept nice and cold. Maybe it's in my head, but I took one sip this morning and I dumped that right down the drain. <laughs> Did not taste right. Listen, creamer's full of chemicals, so I, I'm sure it's fine. 
I don't know. It didn't taste right, whatever it was. Mm. And the color of the coffee after the creamer was put in <laughs> did Gray. not look the same as it normally does. Yeah. So I'm not sure what happened there. When you put something in your coffee and it turns it gray. Yeah, it's a problem. It's uh, not great. It was almost white, which is, is really? not what you want <laughs> either. I mean, the creamer is mm. white, but you know, the coffee obviously is yeah. dark brown, almost black. So when you combine them, usually you get like a nice light brown action this was more on the white side and i didn't even put that much in so i figured you know what i gotta be on the air for the next five six seven hours i probably shouldn't be taking any chances here. probably not and uh eddie scazzeri joins us again this week uh, or is back this week he was on vacation last week eddie your drops were sorely missed Mainly the one at the end of the show, which is me saying something ridiculous <laughs> I, I i still wait for it even though i know fleegelman's not gonna do it i still wait for it hoping that he'll randomly pick a, a a bizarre dropout to end the show with? Well, Fliegeman is here, and he says, go screw. Go <laughs> screw, got it. <laughs> Eddie can tell you, since these, we've been doing these work-from-home shifts, anytime I fill in, if he has me in queue, like leading up to the 10 o'clock update as the morning show signing off, I mean, the cackling that goes on on my end, I always enjoy listening to whatever he picks out, you know, yes. weird sound bites of you. Very, very funny. Uh, and I have a bit of an ant problem over here now. Oh. Uh, I had, uh, uh, like when it rains or something, like I kind of get these like little tiny ants that come through the near the windowsill, right? Right. Which always always not, near the cracks. Always near the cracks. And it, it, doesn't, it wasn't anything too crazy. I'd kill one here, kill one there, blah, blah, blah. The other day after it rained, it was more than I was comfortable with being in the home. So I went, okay, let me go get some ant traps and i got the liquid ant stuff where you like you put these drops down yeah and the and the package said uh, uh a lot of ants are going to come out when you put this drops down but then it's gonna they're going to eat it and go back to the nest or whatever right and then you you basically you know fumigate them all out i guess but but the amount of ants that showed up for this bait was an <laughs> absolute insane amount and then oh i'm a kitchen counter but it's all centralized in that one spot, right? It's not like you've yeah. got them running all over the place, right? But, it's just like a march right to that trap. But they've been eating from this trap for like three days now, and yeah. there's hundreds of them. It's a slow process. I guess. Yes, yes. I've been there. We've had an ant issue here um, right near our kitchen sink where there's a cracks in the windows that uh, overlook the backyard. So uh, I know the feeling. Yeah. It's not enjoyable to see ants in and around your, you food. know, your, yeah, your food, your kitchen area. But uh, it'll it'll get taken care of, and you'll and one day it'll just be like, Wait, whoa, whoa, what happened to the ants? Where'd they go? Well, they're all dead. Right now, there's exterminators driving around going, these idiots getting home bug kits. Right, they yeah. don't work. Right, let me come in and spray my stuff, and I'll yeah. take, that, take care of that for you right away. And I don't want anything uh, around the package that says safe for around pets and children. That means it's not going to kill your ants. <laughs> but you have a pet, and I have children, yeah. so you got to be careful with that stuff. Right. I I want one that says, "Listen, keep your pet and your small children. No, put them nowhere near this ant stuff, or they're right. gonna, you know, get very ill." And yourself, you should probably check out for a couple of days. You know, right? Just leave the apartment and <laughs> come condo back. and come on back, and they'll yeah. all be taken care of. You have no power anyway. Come back next week. Yeah, exactly. So what happened to the Yankees this weekend, CeeLo? You're a big Yankee guy. They yeah. lose three or four to the Tampa Rays. Yeah, the Rays. That's the problem. How about it seems that? like anytime they go down there, it's, yeah. it's a house of horrors. That 
crappy Tropicana field that nobody likes, especially John and Susan. If you ever listen to them call games uh, on the radio when the Yankees are in Tampa, it's, it's usually a, a litany of complaints and a long list of things they don't like about being down there. Um, and yeah, for whatever for, for whatever reason, it's just one of those teams and one of those spots where the Yankees seem to struggle. And that's to take nothing away from the Rays because they are a we like to call them a pesky bunch, those pesky Rays. They're a solid team. They've got a good pitching staff, especially their bullpen and their relievers. And uh, they just give the Yankees trouble. They give them fits. And yesterday it wasn't even like, you know, the Yanks just got nothing going on. They had the lead and uh, it fell apart. James Paxson, who was pitching great, gives up the two home runs in the seventh. And then in the ninth, uh, Zach Britton was a little all over the place. And uh, next thing you know, ball game over. Yanks lose the game and they lose three out of four. It's not what you want. Do you blame uh, Zach Britton or do you blame Gary Sanchez for that ball that went by him? Um, you know, it's funny. I was listening to the audio for this morning, and it seems like the Yankee pitchers do everything they can to go out of the way to either excuse Gary Sanchez or compliment him. It's almost like they've gotten this directive from above. Listen, make sure you say something nice about Gary in the postgame because people are listening. Um, it's a tough pitch. I think my it's not so much that he didn't block it. My issue is he just... I don't know if it's that he's immobile, but he just doesn't give much of an effort. You know, sometimes he's just kind of stabbing at the ball with his glove. You're a catcher. You got to get down in a block position, try and use the chest protector. I know he's using this new stance where he's got, you know, a knee down and one leg out to the side because they're trying to get him to frame his pitches better. I get all that. Um, but in a big spot, you got to be able to at least attempt to block the ball. Now, I will say this there was a pitch, a couple pitches later after that wild pitch. Uh, like a slider low and away, basically in the right-handed batter's box where it looked like Britain threw a pitch that Sanchez wasn't expecting, and he did stop that, which I gave him credit for. That was a nice save. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Britain's got nasty stuff. That sinker's got a lot of movement on it. I'm not saying he would have blocked it. I would just like to at least see an attempt. You know what I mean? Yeah, Aaron Boone says that he thinks that because it is Gary Sanchez, people question. Yeah, right. I know. I get it. Well, listen, move. when you're a catcher— and you have trouble with the ball getting by you, and you're not hitting, they're going to be criticism. Sorry. It's the way it goes. Catcher's got to be the worst position to play in baseball. You're crouching, you're up. You're crouching, you're up. You it's got all- balls in the dirt. You got a glove where if you have to play the field, there's a play to play. You can't catch with that stupid padded glove. It's grueling. There's no doubt about oh, it. And I'm not not trying to say that it's not, but it it's it comes with the territory. You know. And then they That's expect you spot. to then they expect you to cover first base on a like a ball like let's say no one's on base. There's a ground ball hit the short. You're supposed to go run down the line and cover yeah. first base and get, well, get lost. To, supposed to back back it up. <laughs> yeah, to throw overthrows the yeah. first base. No, yes. I'd be like, listen, <laughs> I, I'm up and down the entire game. Right. My knees are killing me. Yeah, I'm not gonna run down the first baseline after every ball hit in the infield. Yeah, I do. I I, I feel like I've earned this reputation of being a Gary Sanchez hater, especially on Twitter. Like I'll rip into him a lot and I feel bad because it's nothing personal, but like, here's the problem. We've seen what he's capable of. Like his first two years when he came up, when he was just killing it at the plate, we know he's got a gun for an arm. It's not like he's a terrible defensive catcher to me. He just comes across as lazy sometimes. He's lazy. Maybe it's not laziness. Maybe he's He's got that like, he's lazy. Exactly. He's lazy. You know, we used to deal with that with Robbie Cano as well because he's just, you know, very smooth. Casual. Kind of, yeah, casual. But that's 
it's a tough thing to be when you're behind the plate and you're playing for the New York Yankees and you're handling the pitching staff. And unfortunately for him, he's turned into this hitter where he's just he's boomer bust. He's just constantly trying to yank balls out of the park. He puts forward some terrible at-bats. He's not been good in the postseason. Um, so I hold him to a high standard because I know he has the talent to be more successful than he's been. Um, it's just it's been disappointing the last couple of years. Now, hopefully that turns around the next couple of months. And they say lots of chirping between the Rays and Yankees this series. And uh, yeah. Aaron Boone even got thrown out Saturday night. Well, you know, division rivals, as we outlined, Yanks have had trouble with the Rays. So when you play a team that gives you a hard time, you know, you're, you're probably not going to be all that friendly with them. Um, so that doesn't surprise me. The Rays are they are a pesky bunch. They're in your face. They don't let up. They don't let down. Um, it, it's a they will grind you for for nine innings. It's it's a tough ball club to play. And we all saw it coming. We had bets on it. We all threw twenty dollars into a pot. We picked <laughs> a Giancarlo Stanton injury, and he has landed on the injured list with a hamstring injury. And uh, our own Jerry Recco had hamstring injury. So to Jerry Recco, go the spoils, as they say. That's right, and you guys can congratulate him when he returns tomorrow. Uh, I've been reminded probably four or five times since we, we did this group bet what my injury was, and yeah. I keep forgetting. Same so when, when everyone was tweeting at me the other night, like, oh, who won or who had, did you have the hamstring? I was like, honestly, I don't even remember. I don't remember what body part I had. Uh, I might have even had the knee, which initially when he got hurt, that's what people were thinking it was. Um, so I wasn't even sure if I had been the one to win, but as we've come to learn, it's Jerry, so good for him, and he'll he'll get his, uh, like you said, collect his spoils, and maybe he'll, when we all get back together, you know, treat you guys for breakfast one Ooh. morning or something. Bagel breakfast. Yeah, Gio had tweeted out as soon as the, uh, or not long after the injury had happened, that uh, Jerry was the one who yes. had uh, hamstring. He I had, had a ton of people writing notes. to me. Yes. Yeah, and I wasn't going to write back to everybody individually. I was like, listen, just tune in and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Geo tweeted it. Go, go uh, annoy him with this question. They probably did, and that's probably why he tweeted the answer. Yeah, figured let was... me get out in front of this before I get a million tweets and just put put it out there for the people. So he's gone for how long? When you go on the IL, fifteen days? Ten. It's ten, ten. day IL, um, but that's obviously the minimum. And with his history, I mean, yeah, maybe we'll see in uh, late September. I have no what, idea. When did he do it? Like, w- was he swinging? Was he running? I, he came out of the game after I think he was sliding into second base and looked came up gingerly or looked <laughs> awkward. And that's where people initially were thinking, I guess, based on the way it looked, that it was his knee because um, he had that PCL uh, injury last year that cost him some time. Um, so I don't know if it was something that happened earlier in the game and then it just kind of got worse and worse and worse. But it was... Right after the game, Boone was like, yeah, it, it looks like an IL situation. So mm. Sometimes it's, well, we'll see how he feels tomorrow. We'll get the MRI, so on and so forth. But whatever he was feeling was significant enough that right after the game, they had a pretty good idea that he was going to be headed to the IL. It would have been great if Aaron Boone would have been, would have been like, yeah, it looks like Jerry Recco is going to uh, win the bet. It uh, <laughs> turns out it is a hamstring injury for Giancarlo uh, Stanton. You had hamstring in the pool. You're a yeah, winner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here there's some uh, radio guys locally that had a bet. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, I looked over the sheet. It is Jerry Recco who wins it. What do you think Jerry's doing today? Going to Great Adventure or something? Uh, perhaps. I was at Great Adventure on Saturday, Al. <laughs> you were? I was. With the fam, yeah. What? Sec- what what's the what's the problem? Uh, social is it like big social distancing? Yeah, Everyone's they've got all the they've got all the they've got all the parameters in yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Masks are required for age two and up. 
I believe they're allowed 25% uh, capacity. You've got oh. uh, hand sanitizer dispensers everywhere, and they um, periodically are sanitizing the rides, like every cup, every whatever, 10, 15 minutes. You know, if you're waiting online, it gets paused. They come in with the the backpacks on and the spray guns. They spray it down. They wipe <laughs> it down. Then they send it out for a ride with nobody on it. I don't know what that's all about. Maybe just to dry it off. Air or, it out. Or to show, or to, you know to show by protocol that the ride is still functioning correctly even after they uh, use the, the uh, sanitizer liquid on it. Um, so, yeah, they've we've been a couple times since they reopened. They, their staff is on the ball. They're on top of it, and um, so I think Cielo, they're doing a pretty good job. When you're uh, on the, like, say, roller coaster, what is it? Not every yeah, seat, right? Exactly. Every there's, four seat? Yeah, or? they're spacing them out, so you're not going to be near anybody. So, yeah, everything is, even though there's only, whatever, 25 percent capacity you know there's still some longer lines and some long waits just because they're not filling up the rides the way they normally would and, we, and online they have either tape or dots on the floor spaced out six feet so they, they've done a pretty good job of, of uh taking care of all that do little kids have to wear masks age two and up really yeah, yeah i mean not how do you checking, explain that to your not, child they put this mask on i'll tell you we were concerned you know, my four-year-old's a little on the intense side, and uh, he he can be tough to deal with sometimes. So, <laughs> so as you know, just trying to go out and do some things, so we're not stuck in the house all the time. Not even just Great Adventure, just a couple. Like we went up to the Turtleback Zoo in North Jersey one day. Same thing, you know, limited capacity. Kids have to wear the masks. He's done really well with it, actually. So he's actually he kind of likes it now. It's like, he likes you know, he feels like a superhero or something. You know? All right. But yeah, not that they're checking birth certificates at the door, but um, kids that I guess are mobile walking around that are going to be, you know, out of a stroller, not being held by mom and dad, are going to get on rides. That yeah, you gotta gotta throw the mask on. Drop the mask on. All That's right. right. We'll take a break here. When we come back, a couple of uh, I've got a wrestling guy who's passed away, and um, uh, Mike Francesa gave a touching. Uh, <laughs> What do you call it? Like a eulogy to... Uh, <laughs> Not even sure it was that. To a baseball player we lost. On the other side here, take it away, Eddie Scazzeri. Alan Jerry, now offering contact-free delivery. All right, 525 on this Monday morning. It is the warm-up show. CeeLo sitting in for Jerry Recco. Al Dukes, of course, alongside. I'm sure Al, being the big golf fan he is, was locked into the PGA Championship yesterday, coming down the stretch at TPC Harding Park. He had a seven-way tie for the lead at one point. Uh, it was exciting stuff. The youngster Colin Morikawa getting his first major championship win with just a ridiculous drive on the par 4 16th hole. Drove the green, rolled it in for Eagle. He gets the win. So our first golf major in over a year, and it was an action-packed Sunday. Enjoyed it quite a bit. Al, I'm sure you uh, digested all that coverage yeah. yesterday, yes? Yeah, golf is weird. It's like, a, it's like guys win these major tournaments that you never heard of. Well, like, I never a, heard of this guy. Well, it's his second year on the PGA Tour. Oh. He's a he's a young kid. He's an up-and-comer. There's quite a few of them, actually. Um, but he's off to a great start. He's actually, I think he's got three wins now, and he's only missed one cut. And he's got a major championship, which a lot of people can't say. So uh, it was a good day for him. It was a good day for golf. Got a lot of good young players. And uh, because of the 
postponements and COVID and things being pushed back, you're going to get quite a few majors in short order here. We still got the U.S. Open coming up later, uh, uh, Wingfoot in Westchester. You got the Masters in November, and then we'll be back to the regular schedule next year. Looking forward to it. And Phil Mickelson was a guest with uh, Jim Nance and uh, the other fellows there d- doing the golf I was, coverage. I was hoping you'd go there, Al. That's exactly where I was leading yeah. you. Yeah. Jim Nance and Nick Faldo, yes. This was Jim after, Nance. I believe, Saturday's round on CBS. And Phil Mickelson made some reference to him being good at sex or something, right? It, was, it wasn't It uh, was mentioned, but that was the um, the implication, yes. He said, I'm, I'm good at three things, playing golf and talking about golf. And he kind of had this sheepish grin on his face. And then Nick Faldo, befuddled, goes, what's the third thing? <laughs> and he's, he was, the best was, the video is so great. He's like got his fingers out. He's counting. You see, he's like trying to count along and make sure he didn't miss something. And it's you know, very quick. You know it's, it's in it's and a, out. <laughs> you know it's a bad scene when Nance gets the joke and you yeah. don't. Because Nance is looking at Faldo and at one point he goes, are, are you, are you are you setting him up? Like mm. he, he thought Faldo was playing a lot. Oh. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. Oh my God. It was just so awkward. And Mickelson was just like, what are we doing here? How does he not understand what I'm, what I'm saying? I don't like when old guys uh, talk about being good at sex. It's, Right, that's a young man's game. Well, somebody, you know, somebody... I'm boomer size. <laughs> uh, somebody tweeted me thinking they were like, maybe he was talking about gambling because he's a he's a noted gambler. Oh. He's uh, thousands and thousands of dollars sometimes. He gambling gets in the problem. Hole. So um, <laughs> I don't know, but it seemed pretty clear that's what he was getting at. And Nance got the joke. Valdo right. didn't. It was a awkward yet hilarious moment uh early on there in that little guest spot for him but other than that he was he was great and he gave you a preview of another guy that if he ever wants to do that somewhere down the road um i'm sure there'll be a line of uh tv executives waiting to uh have him sign on the dotted line probably with a blank okay this is pretty exciting (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah <laughs> Very Tony Romo like as he was basically predicting what was going to happen before it happened. So good All stuff right. from Mickelson. Yeah. And uh, Mike Francesa took a little heat on Twitter over the weekend. He, uh, the former WFAN uh, afternoon drive host, uh, tweeted out about Horace Clark, who had passed away, former baseball player. He tweeted uh, a beautiful eulogy uh, for <laughs> Horace Clark. It's uh, he wrote. Uh, he didn't take it down, so I, I do like that. He stands by it. Uh, Mike tweeted, Horace Clark was the symbol of the Yankees' fall from grace post-1964. He was mediocre, just like the Bombers, 65 through 74. Then he ends it with a rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, you mediocre he, ball player. And he just, he wrote R.I.P., right? He didn't actually <laughs> yeah, write rest in no, peace. No, R.I.P. Yeah, I'm surprised he even added that based yeah. on the, the tone of the uh, you know the earlier part. <laughs> you of know it. what? You annoy me. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye, <laughs> Horace Clark. We all know what the deal is, Al. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, I'll tell you. He's had some interesting ones over the yeah. years as far as people passing away, right? You had the the Tim Russert one, right? Drop dead, right? That was that was <laughs> What did he write? He wrote no, the he Tim Russert drop dead. No, 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 dead. he didn't write that. He said that on the air. Oh. Tim Russert passed away and he just the phrasing of it was like, "Oh, Tim Russert dropped dead today." <laughs> Something along those lines. Um and then the one who is that? See, I'm not a I'm not a comic book guy. Was it Stan Lee? Yeah, Stan Lee the, yeah, that who created all those too, tremendous right? Uh, uh, Marvel characters. Right, yeah, exactly. Nah, have a good time, bye. <laughs> what did he say about Stan Lee? Like, the lines of like, oh, because he didn't no know who, who was Stan Lee, and they explained right. it to him, and he's like, oh, who cares? <laughs> 
guy died. Who cares? I'm out of there. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> Didn't get an RIP there. Just no. A who cares? Just a who cares about Stan Lee. <laughs> Horace Clark, you mediocre ball player. Rest <laughs> in peace, will you? Maybe they can have him at the funeral. And we're not exactly who cares? Yeah. Regular funerals in this uh, COVID environment, but maybe he can get up and say a few nice words at the viewing or something. I hope today we get a, a tweet where he gives a, a brief eulogy to Kamala, the Ugandan giant WWE wrestler. I wouldn't, wrestler I wouldn't who passed hold away. your breath on that one. <laughs> Kamala was seventy. Now, uh, in uh, the wrestling world, he was from Uganda, but the reality was, is he was. I'm, I'm uh, looking at his Wikipedia. He was uh, born in Mississippi. <laughs> And he passed away in uh, Brooklyn. This this is where the pro wrestling stuff loses me. I mean, why? What, what, he's from Uganda, but he's not. Yeah, so but it's wh- scarier if he is. is it? We okay. don't know what Uganda is here in America. We're like, what is Uganda? I, I think I I think I would stomach this a little easier if people didn't treat it as if it were so important and intense and real and realistic like you wrestling folks live and die by this stuff. i'm a loser and I'm you a talk loser. you analyze Listen. it and you break it down and you talk about it as if you don't know what's going to happen now i know you don't know what's going to happen because the the people who make those decisions are you know that's the whole point that's why it's entertainment but it's basically like you're either reading a novel fictional book or you're watching a movie that it's not real or what there's a doing? guy from Uganda coming here to try to beat up on Hulk Hogan. <laughs> sure, if, if if you say so. Listen, I'm not still into wrestling. When I was a kid, this Kamala passed away. He was 70. Yeah. So imagine one when I was watching time, him wrestling, it was yeah, years ago. But that was a big deal when, at the time, you were into it. Oh yeah. You know a lot of the history of it. Whereas I had never heard of this gentleman until last You never last heard of night. Kamala, the Ugandan giant? No. Oh, Never. he wanted Hulk Hogan's head on a stick. <laughs> that is true. He said he was going to uh, put Hulk Hogan's head on a stick. Yeah, that Ugandan anger. Yeah, Ugandan anger. Of you know, if, if Taz was still uh, here, Al, oh. he would body slam CeeLo oh, for CeeLo, his I would, comments. CeeLo, I would pile. I would. I would deliver you right to Taz so he could give you the suplex, super suplex. As I recall, it didn't take a lot to get uh, under Taz's skin. So. No, he did not like anyone disrespecting the business, and yeah. uh, Kamala was tremendous. He had that was a, such a great gimmick. Like I really thought, like these wrestlers don't even know wh- wh- th- that if this guy knows the rules, <laughs> what are the other different wrestling rules in Uganda? Foreigner. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what was going on. He a lot played of pro the role. wrestling in Uganda. You think? I, who exactly though? Who would know? <laughs> who knows? If you would say. Kamala from Mississippi, not as scary. Of course, from it's Uganda. Where's as a kid, I, I remember being like, "Where in the hell is Uganda, and why is he coming here to beat up on Hulk Hogan?" <laughs> so they got you hook, line, and sinker. Oh, Kamala did. Kamala, I also didn't Uganda, like Uganda. It kind of rhymes. I guess that's why they landed on the Uganda. Ugandan giant. Yeah, well, yeah. it was just mysterious. It was like uh, Andre the Giant was from the French Alps. You just imagine like this huge <laughs> couple in the French Alps. Pumping out these giant wrestling babies. There's another guy I would have known nothing about had it not been for the Princess Bride. Seven foot four, five hundred twenty pounds. Insane. And um, what else did I want to tell you about? I had one other. Oh, in wrestling, when when uh, the only thing worse than like being scarier than being from Uganda or something was when it would be like coming to the ring from parts unknown. <laughs> 
what? I'd be like, they didn't have this dude fill out paperwork? That they blew have your no mind. no idea where this you, guy is from. You didn't know how, how to handle that one. No. Is he from another planet? Is he, is he a robot? Or is he not human? What's Like, the is this here? guy not telling us any? Would have, has no one done research on this guy? He's, and then occasionally they'd be like this one. There would be like a tag team match, and they'd be from parts unknown, weight unknown. <laughs> they wouldn't even get... like. Get, put them on the scale. Make right, them yeah. get on. Say, listen, you're not wrestling until you get on the scale. Couldn't be bothered. You don't want to anger these these vicious right. large wrestlers. You know, if they don't want to yeah. get on the scale, they ain't getting on the scale. Right. You Do wouldn't not be the get one on to the tell scale. them to get on the scale. Yeah. And how about this story? I saw this. Je- you are familiar with the actress January Jones? I know the name, but I mm-hmm. I don't think Googling. I could place January Jones in uh, any sort of film or show. You don't know Ugandan Giant. You don't know January Jones. I'm a sheltered individual, Al. What can I tell you? She's from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Doesn't have her weight. I would let you know what she weighs, <laughs> but she's a beautiful actress. She, I see she's the daughter of a sports goods store manager. How about that? A sports goods store manager? All yeah. right. Uh, she's uh, best known, I think, for um, the. Th- she's on that series Mad Men, or was on oh, that okay. series Mad Men. Yeah, see, I tried to watch that, and it was just a little too slow for me to get yeah, into. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I tried to. I love the idea of like guys drinking in the office before a big uh, advertising sales smoking meeting. Smoking the cigarettes Smo- left and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah smoking cigarettes. Yeah. But uh, this January Jones uh, took to uh, Instagram. She's very interested in Kawhi Leonard. Okay. After she watched uh, the Nets pace the Clippers last night? Is that yeah, what that, that went yeah that's down? when that happened. She, so she, wrote, was, she likes a man struggling on the floor as the team's getting their butt kicked by a bunch of no-names. That's what she, she's looking for in a man? She, I don't know. All she wrote is... Uh, Kawhi. She she uh, Instagrammed a photo of Kawhi Leonard and wrote under it "future boyfriend?" Question mark. Okay. And then the next post was telephone emoji, and then she wrote like "call me." Imagine Kawhi <laughs> trying to carry on a conversation with a with a woman on the phone based on what we've heard from him in his press conferences. But, Maybe he's a totally different guy when he's not with the media, but I think she needs to do a little bit more research on his personality yeah. instead of just the exterior package. You know what I mean? I don't know. She seems very... Now, if you were a single man, if you were Kawhi, I don't know if Kawhi Leonard is single or not. I don't know either. Do you think he tries to hit up January Jones? I would. Probably not. They caught Kawhi. up with Kawhi Leonard. That's what he just said. Oh. <laughs> I'm not convinced Kawhi is human either. <laughs> I think he's one of those guys that when the camera's not off him, like when he gets back to his hotel room in Orlando, yeah. like he unzips out of a Kawhi suit <laughs> and outsteps an alien or a robot. That's what I think is going on with Kawhi. He had that crazy laugh we used to play yeah, sometimes, yeah. right? I'm a fun guy from the intro uh-huh. press conference with the Raptors. And the, oh, yeah. yeah I, can't even, I can't even mimic it. It was that bad. Yeah. Hmm. Well, she, yeah. he's going to be dating January Jones soon. I, I'm uh, looking at her Wikipedia. She dated the singer Josh Groban for a, a number of years. Yeah, I would say Josh Groban and uh, Kawhi Leonard, li- just a little, yeah, very different. Little bit she, different. She likes different men, Clearly. and she has a child. Clearly, doesn't say who her. Who? Her, oh, here, uh, uh, oh. Leonard and his girlfriend have two children. So I don't know if they're still oh, together, no. but he, he does have a couple of kids, and it lists a girlfriend here under the. Very uh, reliable personal life section on his Wikipedia page. Do you think the girlfriend is like, what in the hell is this? January Jones hitting you up on the Instagram? Is she sliding into your DMs? Yeah. January Jones may not hear from Kawhi, but could hear from Kawhi's girlfriend at some point. Or from other NBA players.
be like, I'm single, but Kawhi's very hooked up, but I'm very interested in you, January Jones. That's a good point. Let me see if I can get you down here into the Orlando bubble. Oh, I yes. slid into his DMs like a man would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, be on the lookout for January Jones in the NBA bubble in Orlando. That's right. She'll probably stick out like a sore thumb. Oh, yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I've got some. Let me look. At, I've got a, a question about Jacob DeGrom I have for you, CeeLo, regarding uh, blisters. Oh, okay. I'll look forward to that. I'm, I don't know why I'm considering you an expert on blisters, but I will. I'll do some um, research during the break. Do some quick research on that, and i got some other things here. But, uh, Eddie, you'll take it away, and we'll be back in just a moment on the warm-up show. Alan Jerry. Jerry's off today. CeeLo in for Jerry. Look at that first. Alan Jerry, now offering curbside delivery. All right, 544 Monday morning. It is the warm-up show. CeeLo sitting in for Jerry Recco. So uh, Al Dukes and I were discussing Jacob deGrom and a potential blister situation going into the break there. And this was a day kind of very unmets like where DeGrom was kind of, I would say, somewhat human. You know, five innings, gave up two run homer. He had the trainer come out and look at that uh, middle finger. Essentially, he got to flip the trainer the bird without upsetting him. <laughs> That's what he yelled in order to get the trainer to come That's running right. out. That's right. And then the trainer came out. He checked him out. He stayed in the game. He did get through five. Mets actually scored a couple of runs. And the bullpen did its job for a change. So all good in Mets land, at least on Sunday and over the weekend, as they took the series from the Marlins. So, of course, they asked DeGrom about that afterwards. And in typical DeGrom fashion, he doesn't really want to call it a blister. Instead, he called it a hot spot, which I had never heard to describe Ooh. something on the finger before. Your thoughts, Al? Hot spot on the hot middle spot. finger? Yeah, I just don't know how like the the season just started. I'm sure they pitch he pitches all off season. He's throwing balls. So like if you have blisters on your fingers, how are they ever going away unless you don't uh, rub uh, the ball up against your be blisters? Very, be very careful here. Yeah, um, I don't think they do really. I, that's why some of these guys this becomes a lingering problem. Some guys end up on the IL. Or, you know, they've got to skip a start or they've got to cut down the work they're doing in between starts. So it's one of those things that can that can pop up. Guys, they'll get uh, nails that crack, you know, skin yeah. that cracks. Because these guys, there's a lot of friction there as they're, you, you know, gotta moisturize. breaking pitches. You know, I don't know, though. I don't know if that, do you remember, you know, hitters that don't use batting gloves? Like Jorge Posada used to pee on his hands oh, in order to, in order wait, to. Wait, wait. All oh, right. No, I'm serious. He did. I'm he not. Did. I'm not in making order, a joke. In the middle of a game, is this correct? No, not in the middle oh. of a game. He did that, and it would build up the calluses on his fingers, oh. so right. that he was on. It wasn't me. I'm not trying to make an inappropriate joke. That's no. legitimately what he did. It's very serious. Because he this, he didn't want to wear batting gloves. Right. And he didn't want to get blisters. So if your your skin is too soft, and you're constantly. You know, whether it's squeezing the bat too hard, if you're hitting a golf ball and you're squeezing the golf club too hard or you're throwing a slider or cutter or breaking pitch as hard as DeGrom does with as much friction as he does with his arm and his elbow coming through, you can get the blisters that pop up. Oh, so right. moisturizer actually not so good, as it turns oh, out, for turns these, out. Uh, these athletes. So. Instead of moisturizer, maybe get Jorge Posada over there to the Mets uh, well, clubhouse. Well, I'm not it's suggesting that Posada do the, uh, do the dousing. Right you know, for others, but that was that was something he used to do for himself. Yeah. Right. Okay. I would think notorious just rub- non-batting glove wearer. Jorge yeah, I'd be a big batting glove wearer if I well, was. Clearly. Also, if, if I'm uh, if I'm Degrom, I've got a built-in excuse now. You walk two straight. He walked two straight guys eat on eight pitches, right? Yeah. I'd he doesn't like, make excuses. Though. Oh, I that's would what you love about Degrom. Like, he gives blisters. up the homer in the fifth, and he went and kicked the trash can in the dugout. Yeah. 
God forbid he gave up two runs across five. <laughs> right. He's actually going to get the win. Or maybe at that point he figured, ah, now now they're going to blow it for me again. But it, it worked out okay in this in this case. I'd be writing a post-game press conference. I'm sorry, guys. Not easy to pitch with blisters, so right. my bad. Yes. What do you want from me? And you good news, uh, guys. I think the Mets are currently in the playoffs. Right now, if the season were to end today? CeeLo, it's top two in each division. It doesn't and then take the, much. And then the next two best winning percentages, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, they're in. For now. They're in. They're in the eighth slot. And now they've got the uh, the Nationals for four this week. See how they fare with them. They cooled off the Marlins, who uh, were, what, 7-1 and one after uh, Friday night's game. So uh, they, they, they end up taking two out of three. And uh, at least the Marlins are back to work. You can't say the same for the Cardinals. They've already had another series postponed. They were supposed to play the Pirates, I think, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. That was called off because of their coronavirus situation. So they've now played five games, and I think they've had 14 postponed. So I don't know how the heck they're going to make all these up. Maybe they're not going to make all of them up. Who knows if the Cardinals, if and when, they're going to see the field again. They haven't played since July 29th, so uh, bad scene for them out in St. Louis. And one of my favorite things uh, in baseball is the brouhaha. We're going to have a brouhaha. The A's and uh, Astros. Got into it a little bit yesterday. The uh, Astros hit the A's uh, Ramon Laureano. Nice job with the pronunciation there, Al. Oh, I studied it. I looked at it. I go, how would I say this? (laughs) Laureano. I was like, oh, perfect. Laureano. He he, he charged the dugout. (laughs) That's right. Down the first base line. He was ticked. He was. They hit him twice, right? Twice, and I think three games and three times in the series, if I'm not mistaken. Now, the key here, of course, the one that set him off was not a fastball, which is why people were a little like, well, wait a second. You got hit by a slider, just walk down the first, take your base, and you move on, um, And which he did. He had a couple of words for the pitcher, but what set him off was Astros hitting coach, of all people, Alex Cintron, the former White Sox, who got up on the top step and was jawing at him and right? making the come here motion and actually took oh. a little a little false step forward out of the dugout, and that's when Loriano went sprinting towards the Astros' dugout. And then you notice there was just like a wall of Astros that built, uh, you know, protection in front of Alex Cintron, who was talking smack and then never even got involved and said, brouhaha. He's a coward. He was out on the fringe there in the distance as the players were all not socially distancing and getting in each other's grills. Yeah, the catchers come running in. There were masks being ripped off. So it was not a good scene at the uh, Oakland Alameda Coliseum or whatever they call it these days out there in the Bay Area. That's a man. If you charge a dugout and you're one man versus however many men are in the dugout. A lot more than one. Oh, He'd had I wish enough. I was so manly to do that. He'd had enough. So there's going to be suspensions, obviously, that come from this. Um, it's not what you want to see in this environment with these teams that have already had trouble, like the Marlins and the Phillies and the Cardinals. So you hope that uh, both teams can steer clear of anything further beyond getting a little hot under the collar, a couple of suspensions, and two division rivals not liking each other. Uh, the A's did beat up on the Astros on the field. So... Uh, this is just the way it is, I guess, with Houston now. This is two teams they've incited now. Joe Kelly with the Dodgers, whatever it was, a week and a half, two weeks back, and now uh, Ramon Laureano with the A's. So uh, people not happy with the Astros, as you'd expect. I like even with coronavirus, we're still kind of getting into baseball brouhaha a little bit. That's the part you can't control, right? That that on-the-spot, split-second emotion and reaction. Yeah. That's just men. protocols you want in place. That's men being men. Men being men. That's yeah. right. You hit me, I'll come right to that dugout. Yeah. Smack y'all around. I'll bring Except with me. 
as usually happens with these baseball brouhaha's, most of them, they look more intense than they really are. Like they go run at each other and then they're all holding each other back. Nobody connects with any punches or anything like that. There's a lot of pushing and shoving. Someone might get trampled in the pile and then uh, the order is restored. There's usually not a lot of haymakers thrown. Every now and then you'll get someone connect like Ruggie Odor clocking Jose Bautista in the face a couple years back. That was a good one. The Yankees and the Orioles had that great one in 98 with Armando Benitez and Daryl Strawberry and Graham Lloyd, of all people, the big lefty Australian reliever come running out of the dugout. That one spilled into the Orioles. That's one of my favorite ones of all time. That's a good YouTube watch for anyone looking to check something out on an early Monday. I would like to see one of these coward pitchers throw at Kamala, the Ugandan giant. See what. No. Put your head right on a stick. No chance. Same way they don't right ask these guys stick. to get on the scale, out. They want no part of them, No right? part of it. Nope. They don't want to upset them. They just want to let it lie. But uh, we do have an Amy Lawrence Sportsman. This is, what, uh, this is what Eddie told me the topic was in my year. You know, something about some PGA thing. <laughs> uh, so here's Amy Lawrence <laughs> with this uh, PGA thing. Da-da-da-da. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boomer and Geo at the top of the hour. Jerry's out today. CeeLo's in for him. CeeLo, I was having a breakfast outdoors in Bradley Beach, New Jersey, and uh, Gina got up to go to the bathroom, and a, a young man waiter came up to me, and he whispered, Are you Moby? <laughs> so I, I did said, see no. you post that on no. the weekend. No, I'm not Moby. And then I went and I Google imaged Moby, and I do look like Moby. Yeah, the side by side, I was I was surprised. It's definitely uh, definitely a resemblance. You should have played along. Who's Moby? Moby, yeah. Well, this I always thought like Moby was old in 2002 when Eminem sang that no one listens to techno. That whole line. So I went back to the restaurant only because uh, it's now a, a favorite of mine. And uh, I saw the kid again, and I go, by the way, how do you know who Moby is? He goes, I don't know. I think my parents had a CD. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. You went, you were there. Wait a second. Wait a second. You went back in the same That's weekend right. just to follow up? Not to follow up, to to in, enjoy their breakfast again. Twice in one weekend? Yeah, like when I find wow, the spot. really good. <laughs> <laughs> or not crowded. <laughs> That's really my, I don't even care if a restaurant's good or not, as long as there's no wait. Or people recognize you as uh, Moby. You know, some sort of musician. So yeah. yeah, are you Moby? I sure am. <laughs> Did you see Simon Cowell uh, broke his back riding an electric bike? Not until I saw your show sheet this morning. Yeah, and I was talking to Jerry maybe last week about wanting to get an electric bike. Not anymore. Not anymore. Six-hour surgery, busted back. Not for you. You'll That's pass. not for me. No. Staying in my house, going to restaurants where I'm recognized as It's a day as off Moby. today for the Yankees and Nets. <laughs> 